0: Audrey, I tell you what, it was a summer of taking Tech Vibe on the road, and we're now entering into fall, and we're still on the road, and we're people's gas, and I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm excited
1: to be here as well. Yeah,
0: I mean, just exploring the innovation that's going on around here, I mean, the technology, it's the fact that this is like utility. You can't take this for granted. Take a hot shower.
1: <laughs> you know, these,
0: you know, there's certain things that we just think we just have, and it's like, no, a lot of hard work goes into making that happen. And we're going to be exploring that today. No, only hot. Because people's gas <laughs> puts it right in the pipe, man. <laughs> Simple as that.
1: It's awesome. We get a chance to talk to people who are just every day impacting our world. Right. And I'm always thrilled to be able yeah. to talk to. CEO Morgan O'Brien yeah. of Peoples. Thanks for being here today. No,
2: it's great to have this conversation.
1: So let's just set the table for a little bit and talk about um, Peoples, so that people, you know, our listeners understand what what you actually do.
2: Yeah. So we are. Uh, I'll, I'll simplify it. I mean, you know, we're the the company that keeps your water warm and your furnace running when it's the cold of winter. So. Uh, you know we're part of uh, every family's lives here in the region as well as every business and so you know we think of our pipes as the the roots of the city and um you know, I love as, that that's a yeah, great that's way to great. put it yeah okay. definitely good good visualization there but it, the reality is as the as the region goes and as people go you know so does our company and so our mission is really to help people Be more successful and have better days uh, than yesterday. Whether it's a family struggling to pay their bill, whether it's a high tech company that wants to set the world on fire, or it's a long term manufacturer just needs to keep, you know, producing the things Mm -hmm. they produce. I mean, those are all. The things we're engaged with. So it's, we, I think we touched just about every aspect of the region. And that's
0: yeah. why we're, we get excited to explore these types of things, because it's not always apparent how your roots right. are everywhere. And this is our second time at People's Gas. We were right. almost, almost uh, a year and a half ago. Right.
1: We talked about innovation. We talked exactly. about the kinds of things that you were investing in, from startups to actually inside your own infrastructure. So that was really cool. Yeah. You know, you've also had a leadership role, though, in the community. So you take you know, you take a, a deep commitment there. What is that? What's that passion for you? What drives that? Because a lot of times you could just be heads down trying to run the business.
2: Yeah, and I, I've uh, I've rationalized my, my commitment in the region as, as being having my heads down running the business. I, I think, like that, yeah. Um, you know, our, our business is, is truly tied to what's happening here. So, again, whether... We have communities that are struggling that we're not bringing along with all the excitement and success that you guys are talking about you know how do we how do we bring more people along that's an important part of our business Um, those are important customers to us Um, those are you know social challenges that we all have and so getting engaged on those issues feels like it's an important part of our business just as well as trying to educate people on what are all the benefits in this region of having all the energy that we have? And, you know, we combine it with technology and innovation, and, you know, we think we got the, the perfect formula here for, uh, you know, helping the, the world, not just the country, see what tomorrow is going to look like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we see that. We have a chance at the Tech Council to see that up front. Very often the world doesn't really see it and, and grab it. And so from your view, what do you think we should be doing more of? Well, the the danger, and and I I think of it
2: as, as as a business person, you know, we all have jobs to do, and, you know, particularly something like delivering energy, how important safety and all the environmental aspects of it. And so there's a lot of aspects that we need to really pay close attention to. And so it doesn't in of itself lend itself to innovation and technology, but yet uh, we know, and you guys see it every day, that, you know, innovation and technology allows us to do things that we never dreamt of mm-hmm. yesterday. And we we have this sort of box that we live in based on all the things that we've known from the past. And if we stay in those boxes, um, we're going to miss out on so many opportunities to, to do things better in a better way. And so as business people, the hardest thing is to get your folks out of that box because it's so important that you execute the things you need to execute, and to allow people really to to wander and and engage and figure out what's going on and think differently. And it's it's a you know it's a hard thing to when you're watching every dollar and what every person's doing to say <clears throat> you know we need to allow for this and invest in mm-hmm, right. what I call is the future of the business by allowing our employees to really spend time and meaningful time. And then, to explore trying to do things differently I mean, that's so how
1: do you do that how how have you yeah. led
2: and you're leading at the
0: top so people
2: are going to use you yeah as an you know it's funny i um, i 've I've had a, a couple leadership roles, and i've been at it longer than i'd I've ever admit on this radio, this broadcast, but um, you know, I used to think that if you were a leader and you said it, um, that people would do it and yeah. uh, and then I evolved to the other side of the table that said people want to do it, um, they they want to do exciting things, they want to do bold things, they, they want to be the best person they can be. And so the other side of that is to allow them to do it and to encourage them to do it and really create a culture that says, we want you to do it. And so for me, this has been a, a journey of I was say, evolution absolutely, right? to say, as a leader, if I say it, they'll do it, and if I say it enough, I know they'll definitely do it. And if I say it twice every time I talk, and one more time, they'll, and they'll definitely, definitely do, do it. it. Right. As to now, it's literally, um, you know, I, I meet with employee groups and really embrace and celebrate when they're, even if not that successful, but just the journeys that they're taking to explore other alternatives. And I make it a priority that we talk about it. That we um, celebrate that this is who we are, and and it, it becomes—I don't want to say a movement—that's too strong of a term—but it becomes this is this is what we are. We come to work and we're looking at, you know, if if this company is trying this, why aren't we doing that? If customers are communicating, you know, using this technology or this application, why aren't we doing it here at People? So it, I think, it evolves into culture. You know, creating a place where not only are you encouraged, but you're, it's celebrated that you know, um, and we're not afraid to make a mistake, So we're not mm-hmm. afraid of things taking longer than they should because we can see the
1: vision of what it might
2: become. Mm-hmm. I think it's that's tough. All It's good. tough
1: being a leader, isn't it? It's tough and fun.
2: It's tough and fun, um, and and when you know, cause there's a couple moments when you say, you know, it's just uh, like it's it's an incredible. Gift And if it's, somebody takes it away tomorrow, I'm just going to say thank you for giving me that gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. great.
1: So we've been talking to Morgan O'Brien. Absolutely. CEO for- of People's Gas, who's always <laughs> candid and humble in terms of the approach that he has to leadership in the Pittsburgh community. Absolutely. So thanks. Don't yeah. go away. We've got
0: more Keep Tech Vibe that. Radio coming from People's Gas. Go to people'shyphengas.com and you can learn all about the things we're going to be talking about tonight. We've got some great guests. So we like said, more Morgan when we come back after this quick break. We're also talking about alternative fuel vehicles and CHP. Lots of great stuff happening here, Audrey. I'm so excited to be here. I'm fired up. You know how much I love taking the show on there the road. Here at People's Gas on the North Shore. Great, great stuff. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this
1: is Audrey Russo. We are
0: from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org and follow us on Twitter at pghtech. Welcome back, everybody. It is Tech 5 Radio here at People's Gas on the North Shore. And, Audrey, everyone knows I t- can't get enough of taking the show on the road because where of the stories are happening. I know. You know I'd rather be on location. It's tough, but it's fun. I think mm-hmm. it brings an immediacy to the show. And we just came back here from break with Morgan O'Brien, the guy that leads People's Gas, for crying out loud. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, Morgan. Great, great stuff. Yeah, thank you. So, Audrey, what are you thinking about right
1: now? So what I'm thinking about is, you know, having a conversation around innovation and technology in a little bit more meaningful way so that regular folk can understand what you're working on and why you're thinking about technology each and every day
2: so you know one of our um, incredible assets we have in this region that's tied into what our company does is we've got the largest natural gas reserve in the united states the second largest in the world right i always find that amazing it seems like yeah it's just wow and it's right under our feet and and at the same time you know we have this incredible dialogue going on on climate issues Mm -hmm. and global warming and very serious and you know um difficult conversations and you know, you you say to yourself, how do these two come together, or right. uh, are, are these opposing views, or, or, or are there ways to bring them together? Um, you know, and it's sort of the nature of, I think, who most of us are to say we want to solve problems, um, not just ignore them and pretend they don't exist, or debate the people who've mm-hmm. identified these issues. Right. So, one of the, I'll say one of the, the the most important things that we did as a company, and it gets into the culture, is that we took ownership of the fact that there are environmental issues with using this natural gas. Mm-hmm. And, and one sure. of the sure. pieces that we're directly responsible for is we've got a lot of old pipes that are under the streets and as that gas goes through the pipes, it leaks into the environment and we breathe that air. And nobody wants to be breathing air that has methane mm-hmm. in the air. And yeah. so one of the things that we've done is we've, we've partnered with uh, folks on the technology side to help educate our people around, one, just to identify, you know, how much methane is is going into the air because you can't see it. Right. You you Um, need tech to detect it. (laughs) Exactly. And and so we've we've brought in two partners. One is the Environmental Defense Fund who introduced us to state-of-the-art technology that is measuring this in incredibly small details and allows us to not only identify where methane is leaking, into the air from our pipes, but also can quantify where it's a lot and where it's a little bit. And so that helps us to prioritize replacing those pipes. And so for 130 years, you know, our our engineers had algorithms and, you know, risk rankings of when to replace pipe based on reliability and based on, you know, making sure that your house is warm to now where we're prioritizing based on environmental issues. And, And so... We can actually go down a street in the city of Pittsburgh and quantify how much methane we're polluting in the air, and then as we replace the pipe, come back and quantify how much we've mitigated. So you
0: can actually show the difference, show and the, the impact difference. that you made. And, and That's the, really cool.
2: And the exciting part for us, because otherwise this this would be just interesting, is that where we have meaningful pipe replacement we're able to mitigate the methane down to zero wow Um, really so you know we still have buses and other issues that we deal with but it's a significant step for us and so you know instead of sitting here arguing saying you know this isn't an issue we said not only is it an issue but we want to own it and we want to educate the people that yeah. work here that says find a solution and find a solution and yeah, and, so and cool. where do you go you go to technology so we have a group of students from CMU who sit in our conference rooms with our you know 50 plus year old engineers and after about 3 years of partnering with them it's been an incredible evolution and it's the culture of people who want to learn and want to think differently in an industry, that that wasn't mm-hmm. the case. I no. mean, if you described the utility engineer, you'd say belts and suspenders right. and every, you know. No nothing. more belts and suspenders? Yeah. <laughs> now, and now, you know, we're sort of, you know, having. Mm-hmm. So some,
1: that's a proud moment. People it's, have to be proud about that. And, and
2: we're, as a company, we're right. proud of it to say, you know what, we're inst- there, there's, there's a lot of issues involved with uh, energy and climate. But the issue that we're most directly of, we're, we're going to own it we 're going to quantify it, and we're going to mitigate it and fix it and mm-hmm. um, you know and it's without the technology and and really the i 'll say the innovation of of people 's thinking and the evolution of the people you know being welcoming to people you know because historically you know we would sit here and argue and say that's not true oh yeah and and that's that's mm-hmm. no way to have a you know to move forward, so we sit here and say, you know what um you know, I, I don't know what the ultimate answer of, of what energy is going to look like in 40 years, but we want to be a company that's helping to figure out what it looks like and to use the values of the people that we serve. We know climate is important to our, our customers. So if we don't embrace those values, then you know how valuable are, of a company are we to those people we're serving? Mm-hmm. Um, so this feels like... You know, we're in a world that's changing, and you guys are living and watching it, right. and we're saying as an energy company, we want to be part of it. And we don't know for sure what it looks like, but, you know, by being engaged, we're, we're going to try to help make it a, a better answer than it would otherwise be.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's something that a conversation needs to continue to have with you and with other people in your your company. Oh yeah. So that you know, people can be more cognizant of yeah. the kinds of things that you're wrestling with, not just paying their utility bill. Yeah. But understanding that you're wrestling with the issues that matter to all of us and particularly the next generations who are coming into the workforce. It,
2: otherwise you, you sit with your your hands over your ears not listening, right? I mean it's mm-hmm. these, these aren't subtle conversations. These are you know these are meaningful out loud, big, out loud conversations. Right. And, You know, if you're going to be a relevant uh, business, you've got to be engaged and helping drive you know the solutions, uh, as opposed to you know say living in the world we used to live in, where we just either ignored it or argued the facts. I love it. So we've got a couple of minutes left I'm always curious about last time
0: we were hanging out with you guys. We talked to a few startup companies you guys are working with. you um, guys you guys continue to work with startups and continue to embrace that to bring that energy and to bring those solutions
2: yeah I mean so we we started this thing where you know and i'm the last guy I should to talk to you about it, but my goal is to stay out of the way of that, but we've got folks that are you know whether it 's autonomous uh, Flying vehicles that are going across the bridges of Pittsburgh to check for gas leaks. Wow, so and and there's drones up there. Drones, drones out there. Flying, flying so cool. around. Gotta We've got that. Uh, robotics that, that are now, instead of uh, checking outside of pipes, they're going into Inside the, pipe, the right? pipes, taking oh, videos. Cool. Um, so it's, it's uh, and, and the folks here, you know, every time, you know, it's exciting. Like I'll see somebody and they'll say, you should see what we just saw.
1: You know, and
2: it's it's excitement, and it's like wow, that's cool, and and you know, and again, it's um, this. It sounds simple, uh, but as a utility, we we've been so so backward looking Mm -hmm. as an industry that to create a culture where people are can't wait to see what's out there and what's happening in this. And, and to me, I sit here and say, it's happening. And you know. I mean, Absolutely. you guys are at the heart of it. Yep. It's happening right here. We don't have to get on the bus and go out to Palo Alto or right. we don't have to go right, down yeah. to the Durham, Raleigh area. We we go over to East Liberty. We go to Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. We go anywhere in the city. And, you and you're see finding solutions in cool tech. Top, and, 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 you know, and then, you know, I sit here and say we put a welcome mat around the outdoor of our building and say, Bring it here. Let us be your playground. That's great, too. So a company can actually, mm-hmm. they think they have an idea, a way to partner or work with you. They can, they can approach and
0: Absolutely. say, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have a whole innovation team that's okay. out there meeting every, every, every month with new businesses and, mm-hmm. and trying to create new ideas. And, you know, if, if somebody has one... Um, Absolutely. We'd love to be a a partner. And really, I call it a sandbox where they could come and play. So Mm -hmm. cool.
1: Morgan, you're the best, man. I just (laughs) love hanging out
0: with you, getting this insight about what's going on at People's Gas. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot more coming our way. We do. Thank you, Morgan. Absolutely.
1: Really appreciate the time, but don't go away. We're coming right back to continue our conversations with People's. And
0: while you're at, go to peoples-gas.com. You can learn about all the things that they're working on. And after that, go to pghtech.org. You can learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Now we like helping tech companies succeed. We've been doing it since 1983. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsting.
1: Yeah, and this is Audrey Russo.
0: We'll be right back after this super quick break. It is the Tech Vibe Radio neighborhood tour here at People's Gas on the North Shore.
1: Not too far from our
0: new headquarters. Yeah, over but we don't have a view like this.
1: No, we don't. They got we a do not, view. not have a view yeah, like we're this. In the,
0: we're in the boardroom right now, which I think is pretty freaking exciting. Yeah, it's
1: like a yeah. circular room.
3: Yeah. Well, these were all see. the big decisions <laughs> they <to be> made. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's make some decisions
0: today. Yeah, let, let's do it.
3: Okay, let's yeah. do it.
0: This is the room to make decisions in, that's for sure. we got some great guests with us today, Audrey. Like I said, we love talking where the rubber meets the road and all the innovation here at People's Gas.
3: So start with William. Introduce yourself. Uh, good morning. Thank you again for having us uh, here this morning. Um, again, my name is William Sapone. I clean energy and transportation advisor at People's Natural Gas. And I think you've had the most fun at People's Natural Gas. Yeah, too. I do. <laughs> that, just
1: smile wide and far. Absolutely, That's
4: great. absolutely, Eric. And I'm uh, I'm Rick Price. I'm the executive director of uh, Pittsburgh Region Clean Cities.
1: Okay, great. So why don't we just talk, talk about what what your organization is? Morgan was on and he gave us sort of the lay of the land about People's. So. Why don't we start
4: with you? Sure. Um, Pittsburgh Region Clean Cities uh, is in partnership with the uh, U.S. Department of Energy's Clean Cities Program. Uh, We've been around for uh, about 23 years, um, and we're a nonprofit, 501C3. Uh, There's almost 100 coalitions throughout the United States that are part of this program. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, The Clean Cities Program, the DOE Clean Cities Program, has been around. For 25 years. In fact, you can see my my 25 year uh, I'm looking pin. At it. You've I'm been, been there for right
1: 25 now. years. Oh no, but
4: I did work for the Department of Energy for wow. uh, 37 and a half years, and I was doing some of the this work because we had alternative fuels in South Park and wow. in our Morgantown Center as well. So we uh, and we're still doing that there. I've been retired 12 years, but. Uh, I have, uh, we've, we've started with some mandates through executive orders there. Mm-hmm. And so we brought, when I left, uh, we had 52 alternative fuel vehicles out of uh, 83 that we mm. had there. And the only reason we didn't have any more is because they didn't make Alternative fuel vehicles in those type of vehicles.
0: So what exactly can we say is an alternative fuel vehicle? I mean, we came on here, we talk about a Mustang running on natural right. gas. So well, it seems like it runs <laughs> across the gamut.
4: Sure. I mean, uh, it, from the natural gas side, you, yeah. you, have, you have compressed natural gas, liquefied natural gas, and renewable natural gas. Uh, you have propane. You have biofuels, such as biodiesel, E85, um, hydrogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and and then again, electric uh, vehicles that uh, can be either plug-in battery right. electric, regenerative hybrid, or battery electric hybrid so vehicles.
0: So, in our last issue of TEQ News Magazine, we did a whole thing on electric vehicles. But in that coverage, we also did natural gas, just to yes. show people there's there's more in the world than just electric right. vehicles. And so, William, you were part of that story. Tell us a little bit about what's going on, especially when it comes to the renewable side and how you're able to power vehicles with renewable natural gas.
3: Yeah, well, that's kind of really exciting for yeah. us because it's really a, a disruption to the whole industry of, of natural gas. You know, you, you know, there's a distinction between, you know, below ground or what's called like, you know, uh, fossil geologic mm-hmm. natural gas versus above ground. And what's exciting above, above ground is, is these methanes, are leaking into the atmosphere, but with new and innovative, you know, technologies, that challenge that people had at landfills, dairy farms, mm-hmm. uh, wastewater treatment facilities, now they're being recaptured. So they're actually capturing How the gas, gas that's recaptured. naturally coming well, out. Well, they're yeah. being recaptured because there's a system called anaerobic digestion, mm-hmm. and what's happening is is just is just the uh, speeding up the natural processes that happen below ground, mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they're putting them these large containers. And adding all these types of bacteria to help speed up that process, adding heat to the system. So there's a lot of, a lot of power that's needed for these facilities to continue to produce this renewable natural gas. At that point, is actually called biogas. Just to get a little bit technical, okay, yeah. since oh, I know yeah. this is the tech vibe radio. Yes, it is. Okay. So I want to get a little bit nerdy yeah, with, with this We watch the <laughs> nerd. Definitely, what's exciting is nerd that out. what's exciting is that it's actually called biogas at that point. Uh, it needs to be cleaned up to be pipeline quality. At that point, once it's pipeline quality and all the constituents that are, that are, not, that are bad for vehicles or bad for, for the end user, those get cleaned out and filtered out. By the, by the time it gets to pipeline quality gas, spec gas, uh, you can either use it on site for vehicles, you can send it back to, uh, uh, to the pipeline, like people's natural gas. Um, what's exciting is that uh, folks that are running these facilities are also having what's called, and this will tee up into our next conversation, which is the combined heat and power system. And what's what's exciting is that these facilities need heat to generate this renewable natural gas. Uh, And one of the ways to do that is to provide power and heat at the same time. What's really exciting, and you can do that with renewable natural gas. Exactly. Oh, that's
0: so exciting. (laughs) It's we (laughs) love hanging out here.
1: I know, it really (laughs) is. So what do you think, like, Fast forward the next three to five years. What are you both thinking about? What do you think that's going to
4: be disrupted? Well, I don't. Uh, right now, what's disrupted is, is the price of petroleum-based fuels. Right. I mean, that's what's disrupted because the return on investment is a little less right now. Um, but you know, let's let's go back a, a year or so. You know, the, the, it was probably a dollar, dollar fifty. You were saving and using um, natural gas right. and renewable fuels. Um, so that's some of the stuff that's going on on the price. The prices is, is what kind of affects. So you get people really, really interested in converting to an alternative fuel, and then all of a sudden the gas prices go down. But the problem is, is the the price fluctuates almost daily for petroleum based fuels. If you look at uh, natural gas, it's even flat. propane, and, and, and they're pretty flat mm-hmm. over the last two or three years, right. and they're projected. What through the Marcellus shale, the Utica shale, um, they're right. projected. You know,
0: being pretty steady, even with the amount of gas that keeps coming online, because it's amazing with the amount of, that we're seeing with the Marcellus alone. It just right. seems like wow, there's an infinite supply here almost. There
4: is, but we've got a. You know, I mean, there, there's an awful lot of uh, economics in this as well. And that's why you probably see why there's more natural gas um, being drilled in our area because it's wet gas and you can capture all the byproducts, mm-hmm. you know, your hexanes, propanes, and things like that that come out of it, where if you get to the northeast part of the Pennsylvania, it's a little drier gas. So the, the, the economic benefits aren't as much, aren't as much but right. the, it's there. The but gas how
0: cool is that so you can actually then localize it based on the region. You can then service that. Sure, and that's
4: why technology, alternative fuel technology right. – uh, isn't 100% across the country. It's more centrally located. What's more available there? You know, sun, wind, those type of things in in, in the middle, East, propane in the southeast and stuff like that. So, again, it's it just, but, but because we're here and we're sitting on top of all of this, um, the, the, that's where the benefit is, and that's why you see some of the big companies moving uh, your UPSs and your sure. and your FedEx and your, you know, locally here, Giant Eagle and, and Pitt, Ohio, and some of those other folks.
1: Yeah. Because they reap the benefits.
4: Sure, sure. And if the tax credits come back, which they're talking, in they'll oh, they? bring them back retroactive a year and then moving it up. And we, you know, the hill both right. sides of the both sides of the aisle agree to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just trying to get that done and, and, and that's how it's been historic. We'd like to see. So what's
1: a, your prediction on that if there's a tax credit?
4: Well the tax credit now now the, the economic side even becomes even more so it's if you get a turnaround. I mean it, we're talking in the past it's been a fifty cent tax credit. Right. So if you're using two million gallon a year, yeah, that's a it big starts deal. adding up <laughs> pretty fast. Right. Yeah, that's and, a big and, deal. and so if you reinvest that in more vehicles or or just in there, it's the bottom line. So, are
0: yeah. We, are we seeing
4: more fleets that we convert to
0: natural yeah. gas as what opposed to that? just someone yeah. saying, I'm going to convert my own yeah. car to natural gas? I'm thinking right now, I'm going to convert my car to natural
3: gas. <laughs> yeah, well, we're really focusing on, on fleets uh, okay. mainly because uh, one offs don't really make sense. Right. It really starts making Makes sense when sense. you have a fleet of, of vehicles as well. Right. You start seeing those. 50 you aggregate cents those savings a, yeah, across exactly. 100 trucks yep, as opposed yep, to yep, the cost one car energy. Thing. Come so if play. I had two
0: cars on
1: there, still not that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, no, I believe no. I believe and DEP, and this ties into grants, yeah. which is, we'll be talking about it shortly. But what's exciting is that they, uh, I believe they, uh, they have it as seven vehicles. Uh, correct, Rick? Yeah, uh, 7 point. to 10. I 7 think to it 10. Is, seven yeah, to I ten think it is thing. something like that. So. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah,
4: so you wouldn't, I mean, if you turn around, last year, I believe it was last year, UPS ordered 1,300 Class A tractors, natural gas.
0: 1,300.
4: Wow, that's If awesome. you turn around and look at, yeah. I believe I'm, I'm correct in this, one of every three trash hours being ordered are or being ordered as natural gas i think that's a lot one of demand I, now right and, and right. now you start looking at, at even transit buses you know we somewhere right that would be you a know big. another one because so you see what we're talking about here we're talking about heavy duty exactly right. vehicles that get low mileage drive a lot of miles so you're you know you're you're burning a lot of I uh, burning a lot of diesel.
0: I mean, you're saving money and you're Easier on the environment. I mean, Correct, all the way around, right. it's like this just makes total sense. Right, that sure. like, wow, I don't know. I just find it amazing. Well, and those
3: fleets that actually uh, run on renewable natural gas yeah. actually run uh, carbon negative, and depending Wait, on the feedstock, carbon negative, carbon negative. Yeah, they're offsetting. Now that's a bumper sticker like, I want to put on a yeah. car right there, well, saying carbon negative. Well, and some of them, depending on the feedstock. They're, they're carbon uh, uh, neutral. So most of them are right. carbon neutral, but some of them, and depending on the yeah, carbon
4: negative. Yeah, we actually have a company in Evans City that is a, a landfill company, uh, and they, they capture their own gas. We have a public gas station up okay. there. That they're using their own renewable natural gas in, in their trash hours. And so we're constantly now they're trying to to close loop. We're trying to do some virtual pipelines, possibly in the area where we can refuel the containers and just take them to where they want them, drop them, and just continue these are areas especially where you don't have absolutely a, and because renewable natural gas is cleaner than regular natural gas but i mean they're both right uh, uh both an environmental for benefit. sure
0: so we've got about a minute or so left it goes by so fast yeah. some great stuff what, what are some parting thoughts we can be thinking about with the work that you guys do when it comes to what do you well think? Definitely, what
3: yeah way? definitely last thoughts is for the folks hearing out there uh on this show and they're interested in, in compressed natural gas uh Peoples has a great website mm-hmm. where they can actually learn more. We have our articles posted that are, that are being linked to the Tech Magazine article as That's awesome. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's exciting for them to know that there's grants available out there. Um, you know, there there's support from Peoples Natural Gas, your local right. gas utility. So if they want to call us and give us a call and talk about their fleet, you know, we, we, we do uh, free cost analysis and free feasibility studies to see if anybody wants to convert so that's some of the free resources they have again with with the Pittsburgh Region Clean Cities uh, Rick can talk a little bit more there's a, yeah. Sure
4: I mean they're, they, you know you have you have state grants different types of state grants you have federal grants uh, some of the EPA grants that standard companies can that can come to us because we're a five hundred one c. You're here to help, and that's and now and we, and like that, and that we that can we can do it. all those studies. We can we have we have a lot of calculators that are provided by DOE, right. As well as information, but we we can actually send them to the people who are using this stuff and let them talk to them. Don't you know you What's don't? What's your to. website? It's www.pghcleancities.org pgh Okay,
1: that's
3: easy enough. And right. for People's Gas? It's uh, www.peoples-gas, um, I believe it's .com. backslash uh, uh, NGV. NGV. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. I and mean, just from your homepage, you can find yep. it there as well, we too, we I was know, learning it. out before
0: I got yep. here. Guys, can not pick it up? William and Rick, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. Hey, we're Thank taking you a quick. Both. We're taking a
1: quick break, Audrey. We're, we're going to be right back. We're coming still, right back. Still talking to People's? Still talking to People's.
0: We're here all day i love that's it great great stuff hey this is jonathan kirsting and this is
1: audrey russo we're from
0: the pittsburgh tech council learn more about us pgh and once again peoples gas.com check them out it always approaches that time audrey we got to wind the show up it's our yeah, last time. we've segment. still got
1: some interesting things to we talk about now so
0: do. just remind our listeners we're hanging out at people's gas we like taking the show on the road talking about all the stories the innovation that's going on there I think we're going to camp out for you a while. You can stay here. Uh, can I? Okay, okay cool. Just, yeah. saying, just Hopefully saying. they can kind of job for him. They're trying. They're, they're, they're trying, they're trying. <laughs> well, maybe it can be with our friends doing the, the, the combined heat and power. Yeah, maybe. CHP, as they call it over here. Yeah, maybe right. I could be the new CHP guy around here. Is that okay,
1: yeah. so let's yeah. talk about who's in the house.
5: We have Sean Coglin, People's Natural Gas, manager large volume sales. And Jeffrey Nair, People's Gas, uh, Vice President of Business Development.
0: And you are a no stranger to Tech no. Vibe, yes. had yeah. Yeah, I'm before. you? I'm
1: <laughs> yes, <you're> an alum. Absolutely, you are. You're an
0: We'll be sending you a sweatshirt uh, around Christmas time. So, there you yeah. go. so
1: let's, let, let's just set the table. What is CHP? Well, CHP stands
5: for Combined Heat and Power. It's known by many names. Some people call it cogeneration, some distributed generation. But CHP seems to be the more common term these days. And basically it's generating electricity on-site at your facility and, per, and generating uh, heat with one fuel source being natural gas. So if you think of the way you conventionally do that, right. you buy your electricity from the grid and you put a boiler in your facility. With a CHP system, you're doing all that with one unit, which makes it a lot more efficient. Right. Okay. That's great. Most definitely.
1: And so is this new technology? Talk about that.
5: It's actually not new technology. It's been around for quite a while. Like what, how long? It's it's really started in the early 1900s. Wow! And, really?
1: In the 1900s. And
5: and it's wavered back and forth, and really took ground again in the 1970s. And right now, with um, you know high concentration on energy efficiency and environmental mm-hmm. and cost savings, it's really taking off, especially with. The natural gas supply we have here in western Pennsylvania is stable so gas that, So
0: that's what's driving stable gas prices and abundance of gas is making this thing the way to roll. It certainly helps.
1: And so what are the benefits? What are some additional benefits?
0: Well, the customer
6: has to save money. Um, they get resiliency so that, you know, if the power goes out, they continue to have electricity. And then there's an environmental benefit because you have basically two energy sources being produced through one combustion cycle. So
1: you're saving about 50% of your emissions.
0: So that's being pretty kind of the environment mm-hmm. right there, Absolutely. I would have to say. And that's what it's kind of all about these
5: days. So
1: what kind of energy users benefit from this?
5: Well, I, really, you have to evaluate each, each um, opportunity, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of people that can benefit from it. But in general, any customer that has a large electrical needs and year-round thermal needs, such as hospitals, universities, right. manufacturers, um, you know, those that use hot water year-round, steam year-round, those are ideal candidates
0: because then you're utilizing the waste heat.
1: You know, like schools, from the universities?
0: Absolutely. Big places that are produ- they need to produce big a place. lot right. and then recapture it and use it and everything like that. That's, That's right. so cool. And stability, obviously, is a big deal for something like this as well. Like if you're obviously a hospital using this, 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 this has to be running 24-7. Mm-hmm. There's no downtime.
6: Correct. And, and if you have financial institutions, there's a big impact to having the electricity go out. You know, because you're losing a lot of money in that regard. So folks that need hardening of their facilities, sometimes it's not an economic driver. It's more a resiliency driver.
1: So like data centers.
6: Correct. Data centers are big.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So they used a ton of energy the last time I checked. Yeah. And right. So, right. Yeah. Data
6: storage, all mm-hmm. those things.
1: Very cool. And so t- talk about fuel cells a little bit.
6: Fuel cells is a little bit different because instead of combusting it, we're actually using a chemical reaction to create electricity. Ah, so it's so a chemical
0: reaction. So that's,
6: describe that's that. The difference. So much like a battery where you have an anode and a cathode, mm-hmm. and basically you kind of charge things up and then it discharges. Um, where a fuel cell, it's continually being charged by ha- introducing natural gas into the, the fuel cell, and then it's basically using that to charge the battery, so to speak.
1: And so is that more energy efficient?
6: Um, it, it 's similar efficiencies to chp it 's more the environmental statement you 're making with it, as well as you know there 's less noise because you don 't have an engine running, and also um, you know from the standpoint of you know the reliability, folks will think that the fuel cell basically will stay up and, and less maintenance to keep it running over time so there 's a, a number of benefits. Um, there's a different cost structure with fuel cells. It's a little bit more expensive technology than the engine side, but for the folks that really want to make an environmental statement or want, you know, kind of the lower maintenance, then right. they look at fuel cells. And also, it's
0: like it a, a longer-term impact. Term impact as well, too. Correct. As far as that goes, cool. So, how do you walk people through to make the right decision right. on something like this? Obviously, I mean, you, so you,
1: let's you, pretend like yeah. you're meeting with us, and we, We're, we own we a own, hospital. We own a we hospital. We own a big hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
6: we actually just recently closed on one of the hospitals. In, in this greater Pittsburgh area and putting in uh, a fuel or not a fuel cell a CHP with a brand new hospital being constructed so you know in essence what we did when we get, went in and sold it to them was it was around hey you have to build something anyways mm-hmm. so why not reduce the number of boilers that you're mm-hmm. putting in put in CHP to replace some of that cost and then also the savings derived from CHP will help pay for this plant that you need to build regardless of whether we're Mm -hmm. involved or not. good sales pitch.
4: Yeah, and a lot of the
6: sales pitch are either you start with new construction or you're starting with construction where the customer has to replace boilers and chillers and central energy plant anyways, so it's a good time to introduce the technology because it does take space, it does take construction time. So, you know, the hospital has to face whether you know, it goes with the old technology or it gets some technology that has a payback. So the payback always kind of carries the day if you could sell it Oh, that. for sure. So
1: what do you think about residential? Have us ever seeing the benefits of this or the manifestation of this in residential? Yeah.
6: Well, I'll let you cover well we're, we're doing this fuel cell pilot. We have a, a company called Watt and, mm-hmm. and we're just really rolling it out right now um, for a pilot phase. Um, certainly, we want to test the technology with the fuel cell at the smaller scale. It's been proven at larger scale. At smaller scale, it's bring still, it down
0: to the household level, right? Right,
6: and it's the size of you know basically an air conditioner.
0: Okay. So it doesn't. So in your in your basement, of- not not too much space being taken up, and so natural gas is then running this fuel cell?
6: Correct. Natural gas is running the fuel cell. You're getting electricity from the fuel cell. Our hope is to put it outside so it's similar to an air conditioner so mm. it sits on a cement pad. Put a
0: couple plants around it. Yeah, make you it can look put out. plants around <laughs> it.
6: You could generate some heat so you could use some of the heat if you choose to use it. But the, the concept is put something out there that isn't a nuisance to a homeowner. So like right. a backup generator creates a ton of noise. It doesn't run yeah, all the time. Right. It requires a lot of maintenance. The fuel cell's running all the time. Very little noise, very little environmental impact, and the folks that are looking at putting solar panels on their homes or doing something to be more environmentally conscious, can use this in conjunction with it. Okay,
0: and then if if you put one of these in, do you need to then cut your electric line, or no. do, you, do you keep that as well? So that's I don't know how that works. Like, is it taking over all the electricity needs, or
6: no? We we would recommend continuing to stay with the electric utility, using the fuel cell, but using it all the time versus just as a backup generator. So there's a uh, there's a, a look, looking of, at
0: more as a backup type of a, of a, of a
6: no, it's full time. Okay, it's a full time and using the grid as a backup. So look at it at a different grid Is it
0: bad? But okay, gotcha. the thought
6: would be, like, you have a subset of the population that has to have backup generation, either mm-hmm. because of convenience or because of medical needs or because of, you know, something in their home. They may store a lot of things that are perishable, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But they buy backup generators that pay the cost. They use it once every 10 years but there's a huge upfront cost. Right. With fuel cells, you run it all the time. You have the same level of resiliency, the same level of backup, but you got some payback on your product because you're putting in something that could save you some money over time. So that's the concept. That's the sale of the fuel cell.
1: So, Sean, what do you think? What's your prediction over the next couple of years in this well, space?
5: I think CHP is going to take off. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of interest uh, coming in for CHP, and we have several projects underway and that have already taken place. And again, back to the large gas supply we have here in Western PA and stable gas prices, facility managers can feel pretty confident about making uh, making decisions Absolutely. such as this.
0: All the way around. Yeah, That's great stuff. That's great. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I mean, being on the forefront of this, you get to have a lot of fun. I mean, you're you're, you're seeing it's solutions in action. It's you know, interesting. Saving exactly. money. So yeah, I think it's more than interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, well, the nice part is in the gas
6: business. There's not a lot of new technology being developed. You know, so it's a mm. typical furnace, hot water tank. Right. You know, but when you get to go push fuel cells or push CHP engine-driven solutions. It's not that it's new technology, it's old technology, but you're bringing it back forward and reintroducing customers to it. And you can also
0: say, in this gas environment, I could save you money as well. Definitely. So, in other parts of the country, is this also becoming something that people are looking yeah. at? Are is we it really leaders? just because of here? Are we leading the way in this? Well,
6: no. I mean, California and New York and Connecticut are kind of the leaders because they're high price electric markets. So, they've always been in play because of the spark spread, the difference between natural gas and electricity. But what's new for Pennsylvania is that because of our gas prices, that technology can be economic in this area as well.
0: Very cool. We've got a couple minutes
1: That's left. Great. So, do yeah. people want to find out more about this? Is there a place where they could go? Yes, our on website the web? has. Um, definitely the website definitely. of peoples.com. Peoples I mean um,
6: Absolutely. The website has videos. We're on social media where we're, you know, showing. You're on social media? Absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm. And talking about this. That's great. And we have it in our office,
6: too. So we're going to have a fuel cell at our Greensburg office coming up in a couple of weeks. We have a CHP uh, engine-driven solution at our Aetna shop. So if you're interested, we'll take you out to our shop and show you the
0: technology firsthand. I say if you're interested, give these guys a call, link up, tweet them while you're at it. (laughs) <laughs> and Correct. let them know what's going on. Simple so cool is that. Great, great
5: We'd be stuff. more than happy to evaluate you know, a customer's facility to see if it makes sense. And we do that by looking at their current oh, energy prices, what awesome. they're currently paying for their energy, how they
0: use their energy, Dude, and right. the layout I mean, of their facility. Crunch the numbers down and show them what it We'd would be. We'd be happy to, to do that. Yeah. Great stuff, guys. Can't thank you enough thank for you hanging so out so with much. us. Hey, thank right. you. We're Absolutely. hanging out. That's great. Sean Coglin and Jeff Nair from People's Gas. Go to peoples com. You can learn all about it right there, Audrey. I love hanging out here. I know
1: a lot. I've learned a lot during this entire recording, so it's been great. And that's why I love coming on the scene. Yeah, I really like being here. So peoples-gas.com. That's what it's all about. Hey,
0: this is Jonathan Kirsting.
1: And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the
0: Pittsburgh Technology Council trying to make things happen here on Vibe Radio every single Wednesday night. And last time I checked, Audrey, since, what, 1983, the Pittsburgh Tech Council has been in business trying to help tech companies succeed And one of the biggest partners out there is People's Gas. They like Mm -hmm. hanging out with startup companies, which is so cool. And we put a little spotlight on that tonight. Really great. Awesome stuff. Anyhow, until next Wednesday. We'll see you then.